0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: All right, what is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform po- Something feels off. Yeah. Something feels a little backwards right now.
2: That's right. We're the hosts this week. Oh, yeah. They don't know where all the sound buttons are yet, so they might be a little (laughs) slow. Oh, they know where that one is
1: because it's a big red one. It requires an explanation for audio listeners. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
2: for those of you who are not watching us with your eyeballs, Adam and I are at the big table. The big boy table. Marquez and Andrew are at the producer table. And this is because last week we had a mutiny. (laughs) <laughs> Full on <laughs> revolution. <laughs> no, we played a game of ping pong. Two games of ping pong, doubles ping pong, and in those games, it was there high was high stakes. There was a bet that if Adam and I won, we would get to sit at the big table and host the podcast. And here, here we, we are. are.
1: At first, I thought we were joking. So did I. <laughs> Same. And we started playing like really well, and <laughs>
0: it I was got like, real it's serious. Fine,
1: Andrew, we can't lose. We're playing so well, and then we blew kind of a big lead at the end. Yeah, so here we are. So, I
2: definitely got to work yesterday, and they're like, "So you're excited to host the podcast tomorrow?" And I was like, "Oh man, we're doing that!" Like, I was like
0: <laughs> "Oh, okay."
3: I'd say we let them win because then it just it's less work for me to do this week. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. Sure, we, we got beat fair and square.
0: So this week we have a lot of topics. We have a Vision Pro stand, a new Garmin, uh, Signal, WhatsApp, iMessage, all had updates, AI. Reddit training deal. Walmart buys Vizio. Apple added a ton of things. Sora, we never spoke about last week. Yeah, we didn't Open AI, Sora, we didn't talk about it. So there's like a lot of uh, a lot of things that we have yeah. to get into this week. But first, Apple Vision Sand. Apple Vision, Vision Sand. Is that, how we, is that
1: how we sound? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. right? <laughs> I'm,
0: I've never seen it from this perspective before. It's it's. It's really good. I I will say you definitely have it down better. I felt like I was just reading off the the page here. But, like, you you do a thing where you, you like, look up, you look down, you look up. Yeah, you you get into a flow of it, for sure. Exactly. I'll get there in three episodes.
2: Well, to kick it off, our good friend of the show, creator of the Apollo Reddit app, Christian Selig... Posted a uh, 3D printable Vision Pro stand that I thought looks really nice. And I just wanted to shout it out because this is an interesting time in the Vision Pro's life cycle. There's not a ton of third party accessories you can buy, but they are slowly hitting the market. And yeah. this one is free and 3D printable. And I thought that was great. But I did. Yeah, this down a rabbit hole. <laughs> a few other Vision Pro accessories, uh, some of which are neat, some of which are hilarious. And I just wanted to show you some of them this week. The first one- I, I'm sorry, I had to. I just, the power
1: of having all these buttons here, I'm so sorry. It's really tempting. Do you see the temptation now? I'm trying not I'm... to press them all the time. But I, was, I just, I'm sorry.
2: Oh my God. Well, the first one, arguably the least ridiculous, is, uh, and you can buy this at an Apple store too. This is the Belkin battery holder. It's sort of like
0: one of those, uh, cell phone belt. See, clips. I would argue this is the most ridiculous because you could buy it at an Apple store. Really? This is like, they're like, they're selling this officially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A belt clip <laughs> for a battery pack. Does the battery get hot? Like if it's in your
2: pocket? No, but what if you have no pockets? Hmm. Mm,
1: you know? Big
2: brain, yeah, and no pockets with belt is a reasonable clothing situation to find oneself in, I think. Um, <laughs> not that wearing an Apple Vision Pro is a re- reasonable fashion <laughs> <laughs> decision to find That's oneself. A fair in. point. <laughs> but they only get weirder from that. The second one we found that I thought was just hilarious is an adapter someone selling on Etsy to. Uh, Instead of the uh, what's the twin band called the the top band dual, dual loop dual band yeah so oh, yeah, instead yeah. of the dual loop band there's not enough cushion and and whatever for you there this lets you attach a second solo <laughs> knit band to your existing solo knit band sort of as like a a skull cradle step it's one of the strap. silliest things I've like ever seen this um,
0: is this is good. This is good. This is a good
2: one. This is what Apple should be selling. Well, if you think that is good, if you want to go to the bottom of my list, uh, you know, Marquez has mentioned Apple Vision Pro puts a lot of weight on your cheekbones. There's a lot of vertical force going down. So (laughs) with this product, you can uh, wear a baseball hat and then actually hook the Vision Pro onto the brim of the cap as like an additional support layer. This is awesome. This uh, is
0: the kind of innovation I want to
2: see. And if you buy two of them, it's only $34 each.
0: On top of the 3500 for the Vision Pro. Yeah.
2: But that's fine. And I don't know why you would ever need two. Uh, the last one I saw is, I like, I. like this has to be something that existed before. And they were like, oh, this would work with Vision Pro. Um, it's the weird Timu link for like this sort of balaclava-looking thing that, I guess, I have helps never your seen face this. not get sweaty. This is a thing? I mean, it's on Timu, so thing is, you know, really loose description <laughs> it relative. What it is.
0: <laughs> nice, nice.
2: <There's>, but <laughs>
0: I feel like you'd get
3: sweatier with this. I, it's putting more fabric between your face and the thing it's... But
0: it soaks up the sweat. Yeah, maybe it's like breathable or something. Oh, it says breathable. Is it, though? <laughs> it's also $2.24. I know. So, I don't well, know how much I'm believing
3: look this. Look at the third photo Marquez just looked at, and look at the with mask, without mask. <laughs> oh my god there. it's just a woman profusely oh my sweating, god. and then a woman not sweating but has a little cloth <laughs> yeah but on. is also a ninja <laughs> ridiculous it's, it's
2: crazy but um yeah shout out to christian shout out to the emerging vision pro accessory market excited to see what else gets there before we launch into the real stories this week we also want to mention david who's in japan right now instead of being on the podcast put out a video on the studio channel what a loser
0: who goes to Japan? God.
2: He's actually doing something really cool there that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, but hopefully in the next few weeks yeah, we can mention. But he uh, just put out a cool video on the Fuji X-106, uh, which is weird because that's the successor to the X-100V. So clearly they need to figure something out in the naming department there. Yeah. But it's a great video. talks all about JPEGs and heaps and compression and color and... Uh,
0: if you like heaves, that's your video.
2: If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're a heifer, uh, <laughs> Marquez.
1: <laughs> no, a good, a good shout. I like, I love that video. It's super good explainer. I find the Vision Pro accessories fascinating. Yeah. Really? Okay. Because go on. We, remember, maybe this was like two weeks ago. We were talking about this magical, like three to five percent of the price of the object is where the accessory should be priced. The meta of okay. Not a lot of people have. We're Vision talking about Pro Apple markets. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but not a lot of people have Vision Pros, but they have a lot of money because they're spending thirty five hundred dollars on it. Why is a two dollar Timu eye mask <laughs> a real consider? Like, I'm shocked it isn't twenty
0: dollars. To be honest,
1: right, right, it's, it's just a fascinating dynamic with these.
0: I think because this was already being sold for other VR headsets. Yeah, I think it's, it shows other VR. Stuff this is that. just now they can add. Vision Pro to the to the title, get that SEO. Also just
2: saying, according to Timu, the original plight price is sixteen dollars and fifty eight cents, so it just happens to be on 86 percent sale, allegedly.
3: Wow. I just like how three of the things you posted were sold on Timu, Etsy, and eBay.
0: <laughs> Where do you buy stuff? <laughs> the what, Belkin Walmart? battery pack sounds like something that should be on like eBay. like I, oh, it's a 3D printed belt clip I for know, your battery I, I i think it's uh belkin's huge yeah, yeah but like... why are they like i just feel like that's a weird accessory well i mean if you're belkin oops sorry no for belkin it's genius yeah i was gonna say if you if you work for belkin yeah. you
1: see that apple is releasing a new product you're like well we're belkin so we need to make an accessory for it but what if accessories you're <laughs> can we make for the vision pro they probably thought for a long time about this they're like Can we make a second head strap? I don't know. Apple's is pretty good. Can we make a different, uh, like an eye mask for it or something? That's kind of weird. Well, we do make cases. We can make maybe a carrying case. Oh, Apple did that already, but you know what we can do?
0: Belt clip. But what's crazy is that they had to go to Apple and be like, here's our idea. Mm -hmm. We want to sell a belt clip for your absurd battery pack in your store. And Apple Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Apple's (laughs) like, you know, we don't make one. (laughs) We don't make one. So go ahead. Sure. That's just crazy. It's like Apple admitting that like, yeah, this is kind of inconvenient, isn't it? Like, here's a belt clip. it's funny because Apple has the stuff that they sell in Apple stores that's made by Apple and they have
1: third-party authorized things that Apple brings in and puts in the Apple store that they think people will want to make. And they don't make it themselves but they think people would want to buy it and so they can mark it up and sell it. And there's lots of weird cases and accessories for their products and little stands and things like that. Like, I wish my iPad would just stand up by itself. But mm. they the folio case is 80 bucks. So maybe I'll buy like a random other stand that they sell. Yeah. So they, Apple allows it, I guess. And this is fine.
2: It's like Belkin is, is one of those fish that like eats the alg- algae off the shark. Like the shark's like, I won't kill you. It's exactly it, what yeah, it is. Yeah. What is that
0: called? The, the, the remora. remora fish. Yep. Oh, I feel like you had a whole video about this, Marquez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do feel like that too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, uh, but anyway, Adam, we're watch guys.
0: We are. What are you wearing today? Which watch? Watch check. I'm not wearing a watch. <laughs> <laughs> dang, love that, love uh, that. It. And it's funny because you came to me and you were like, "How do you feel about talking about watches on the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I assumed you would wear a watch. I know. Uh, nice. Oh, well. Okay. Well, Garmin has a new one, the Forerunner 165, which I actually kind of like. It's pretty sick. Uh, normally, Garmin watches are very expensive. Like the one that I wear right now is the Phoenix 7 Pro Sapphire Solar, something edition. Adds seven more adjectives to the name, and it's like eight hundred dollars, which Dang. is ridiculous. The All one right. that Andrew's yeah. wearing is a thousand. The Apple Watch Ultra is eight hundred, right? Okay.
3: I think mine's I think the one I'm using currently is 800 cuz it's not 800? the solar version oh, or something okay. but yeah. Yeah, no, their watches
0: are super expensive. They're Jeez. crazy expensive, that's the point. So like this one that's coming out now is 249 for the regular Forerunner 165 Whoa. Whoa. and 299 for the Forerunner 165 Music edition, I think. Music's something. Uh-huh. Um basically the music the only difference is you can put music on it. I don't know why that's like a separate thing, but okay. Yeah. But either way, 249 299 is really good that's crazy yeah and it has like a 1.2 inch amoled screen which looks pretty good uh judging from the videos i've seen because i've watched a ton of youtube videos about this thing because all the reviews dropped yesterday
3: i think the biggest differentiator in a lot of garmin watches to me are the ones that have the amoled screens yep. and don't i agree um, they they just look so much better when they're amoled yeah mine I think doesn't have I yeah think it my does watch not.
0: looks so much better it does yeah, yeah thanks thanks for having me <laughs> so so much better yours yeah. but yeah so the amoled screen is actually like really nice and then this one, so the Forerunner series in general is Forerunners. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <and laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. Wait. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, wait. wait. He's going for it. <laughs> nice. That's there it is. My He's bad. getting it. I'm it sure. uh, but yeah, so it's Forerunners. They have a bunch of different like uh, options. There's the nine, 965, I think, is one that they have. That's like the higher end one. Um, yeah the 965 is the most premium one they sell and even that is $600 dollars if you're not super into running it's really unlikely that you're gonna buy one of these like higher end garments or something yeah um, so this is pretty much and I really like the uh, the marketing for this, this watch as well because it says go ahead sign up for that race that's like the tagline for this watch and that is perfect for the kind of watch this is this is for someone that's like kind of into fitness but not really like they're debating running this year they're trying to get into it but they don't want to spend eight hundred dollars on a watch for something they might not even be doing in six months so this is like a way and not to say that two three hundred dollars isn't expensive but like the alternatives are 800 you know like it's yeah, crazy yeah. so having the The features from the higher-end Forerunner series come down to something at this price point I think is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, this one has body battery, a Garmin coach, so they have, like, marathon training, race adaptive training. So basically, that means that when you start a plan and you're like, oh, I want to do a half marathon in a couple months, uh, it'll set up a schedule for you. And if you miss those, like run dates, like I do all the time, it'll just automatically adjust the runs that you should be doing to like keep you on pace. And be like, hey, I see you uh, skipped the last couple runs, like I'm gonna adjust the rest of the schedule to keep you on track. Um, there's sleep tracking and a sleep score, but the killer feature, I think, is this thing has an 11 day battery life in Jeez. smartwatch mode, and and it has an AMOLED display. So that's like pretty insane. 11 days. Yeah, but that is, uh, so there's a YouTuber, DC Rainmaker, great, great freaking YouTuber. Uh, he reviews all these watches, but he, in his review, pointed out that he got consistently about four days, mm-hmm. and that's with one or two workouts each day.
2: Uh,
3: I wonder if that's also with always on display. I've, it is. I found yeah. mine always on display. I can get like six days, but if I were to even just turn on like raise to wake, it could go up to
0: like ten yeah. plus pretty easy. Yeah, it's crazy. And and two workouts a day, like
2: that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, not two workouts. One or two hours of workouts uh, each day. Although I'm sure uh, for the review, he probably did do like two workouts a day just wow. to like try out cycling and also running. But Here, Here's my question. Does
2: this thing have the same sort of ruggedness that the
0: more no. expensive ones? No. No. So the the one that like I'm wearing, the one that Andrew's wearing, these have a kind of metal top to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't even know if it's what it's called. So I don't want to say what kind of metal, but it's the top is metal. The rest of it is like a, a poly resin or something Mm -hmm. these are also plastic so the Mm -hmm. glass screen is obviously glass but the watch itself is more plastic which isn't um that's more like a forerunner line thing that's not necessarily this model all of the forerunners are a lighter weight kind of resin
3: yeah the forerunner stuff is very specifically for running um and like Uh, marquez marquez do it
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) smooth (laughs) i'm leaving in those pauses
1: (laughs) i'm working on it but so like
3: they definitely aren't trying to adapt to the like ruggedness of some of the more gps focused like hiking trail running kind of things um but that's why they can get the price down and so i think an amoled screen it's not going to be any less durable than like an apple watch or a galaxy watch or something um but Yeah. yeah it's not at the level of the super high end like Go camping or hiking or backpacking with these. Sure, mm-hmm.
2: to me, I feel like that was the thing that would really set it apart from the Series Nine, right? Like mm. if it could, if you could take it outdoors and not. Not have to worry about it. But I don't know, man, for that price.
0: It's pretty good. Pretty cool. They're also still pretty rugged. Like the Forerunners. you could still slap them around. Uh, You might like crack a screen if you hit a rock or something, but hopefully you're not. I
3: (laughs) bet it's more durable than the curved edges on like an Apple Watch that are glass as well. That's Mm. always like a worry I've had. And I've cracked ones there before, too. Mm.
0: Basically, long story less long, this is like a pretty great entry level running watch, which is like rare. Because they had another another version, I think it was the Forerunner 55 or 65, something like that. That was even cheaper, but it did not have any of these features. So like, it almost doesn't exist in my mind anymore. Like, if someone says I want to get into Garmin, which watch do I get? I think this is the one. Cool. Yeah, cool, it's cool, pretty cool. cool. Well, in other
2: tech news, Google
0: just launched
2: a free version of the rebranded Bard, aka Gemini. The free version is called Gemma. Crazy. And that's all we have to say about that. But OnePlus. <laughs> has a smartwatch. They're back, baby. They're back. OnePlus is back. First it was a keyboard. (laughs) Now it's a watch. What are they going to do next? Honestly, do they have a netbook? No.
3: (laughs) They did have a TV at one point, didn't they? Yes.
2: It might be 2024 and netbooks might be dead, but OnePlus... Bring it back. I feel like it's what's next. Uh, what's going on with this OnePlus Watch?
0: Uh, I want to read. I want to just start this off with reading what they said in the forum post. Because okay. this this is all from a forum post. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, they said, I am thrilled to share some truly exciting news with you. After a three-year hiatus and a reflective pause following the OnePlus Watch 1, we are returning to the smartwatch scene with the OnePlus Watch 2. Brave. The OnePlus 1, or the OnePlus Watch 1, excuse me. Uh, famously not a great watch mm-hmm. uh marquez reviewed it and i think your tagline was they settled mm-hmm. <laughs> are you excited for the for the second version of this me personally yeah i want to see it do better yeah okay yeah because yeah, the first one so okay so first of all here's what we know about the new oneplus watch uh two colors black steel and radiant steel which is just black and silver mm-hmm. estimated 100 hours of battery life okay which I don't doubt, seeing as the last one, Marquez, in your review, you said it lasted like a week, right? Before you had to throw it on the throw it on the charger. Yeah, but so. the last one also did basically nothing. Ah, so I'm curious to see how they're gonna get 100 hours while improving the watch, or if it still is gonna do basically nothing. Uh, not a great sign. Also, the other thing we know is that it's going to be unveiled February 26th at MWC in Barcelona. And right. it also has a new tagline. So the Garmin oh, one, I liked the tagline, like just do that race or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, this one is, they're changing it from flagship killer. To ecosystem builder. Ecosystem builder.
2: Like the watch will build you an ecosystem? I guess so. I don't
0: know. It has a bad ring to it.
3: I get it. They're trying to add to like the ecosystem of OnePlus products, but flagship killer just hits so much harder than ecosystem builder. That's not threatening at all.
0: Yeah. Like it it went from flagship killer, which was like, ooh, like I'm paying attention to what you have to say now. Deadly. To ecosystem builder. That's like a slide on a deck somewhere. (laughs) definitive
1: (laughs) downgrade slogan. Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: great.
2: Also, like, a watch doesn't feel like something that builds an ecosystem. It's something that complements an yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, that's another... Yeah, that's a you good know? point.
0: It's not the, like, building block of an ecosystem. It's something that you toss in after the ecosystem is built yeah. already.
2: Because, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But based on the people I know... No one is gonna buy, you know, a two hundred dollars smartwatch, and then it's like, okay, because I have this watch, I'm now going to get a three thousand dollars computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's usually the other way Maybe. around. Yeah. I
1: think I think you're right, but it's also interesting in the the way that people fill out their ecosystem. Usually, right. it starts with the phone, and then what is the second or third thing that you buy, and is that purchase directly impacted by the ecosystem? So, like, iPhone's the obvious one. Mm-hmm. I want to go buy earbuds. Okay. The obvious one is the ecosystem earbuds. And Apple's built out this gigantic ecosystem of, oh, you want a smartwatch? We got an ecosystem one. Oh, you want a tablet? We got an ecosystem one. Oh, you want a headset? We got an ecosystem one. And I think OnePlus is trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have a OnePlus phone? Great. You want a smartwatch? We're going to build out our ecosystem a little bit. We got a tablet. We've got other stuff. So wouldn't the the phone be... The ecosystem builder? I think the phone is the hub. Yeah. And all the things around it are ecosystem builders. Okay. Really okay. That's how yeah. yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> you're like totally in the Apple ecosystem, right?
0: Uh, right now. I mean, you're, I guess you're wearing like this a Garmin, Garmin watch. Yeah, yeah, I have Garmin watch and I use Windows at home. But at oh. work, it's all Ew. Apple stuff. <laughs>
2: What do you mean? Well, Windows, is use great. Windows at home, e-
0: the world uses Windows. Ellis
3: <laughs> Adam and I chat on MSN Messenger at home. <laughs> no, you don't.
2: No one chats on MSN Messenger. Not uh, I'm trying. Well, I was just thinking because I feel like I actually might have. I-, I went at sort of a zigzag route through the Apple ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I think I because I switched to Mac in middle school, never looked back, never ever even once looked back. <laughs> um, switched to Apple in middle school. Got an iPhone, switched off of Android in high school. Wait,
0: so you had an Android phone? I thought that your first phone was iPhone. No, 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 no. Oh, no, what no. was your first Android phone? My first Android phone, I had I had
2: two Android phones. The first one was a Samsung with a slide-out keyboard, a slide-out horizontal keyboard. Nice. I can't remember what it was called. Doesn't matter. The second one <laughs> was a Kyocera Rise. That thing rocked. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I still have the Kiosera Rise. That was really fun. Um, And then I got a 4S.
0: Mm. Um, The good one.
2: Yeah, but then it was like a long time. And then I think it went AirPods, then iPad. And then I started borrowing an Apple Watch from here, but I still haven't owned one. I don't know. Maybe that's not that weird. Maybe Mm -hmm. that was like a totally boring story we'll just cut from the (laughs) podcast. Um, What an
0: exhilarating story, Ellis. Wow. But anyway,
2: (laughs) yeah, we've got more great news coming up yeah but first and it feels so weird to say this you got to do the pause you gotta do the pause i i don't even know because i'm the this is like my thing yeah you know like and now i've given it to someone else given up the power all right it's time for trivia (laughs) oh Oh my god this this is weird weird. (laughs) nailed it you better not mess this up it's me sorry (laughs)
3: I'm doing the first trivia question. What a smooth transition between <laughs> Mark finding the button. Um, all right, so Garmin, the company we just talked about, is most famously known for fitness tracking devices like smartwatches.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I already know the answer. Oh, GPS is. You don't even need to finish the question.
3: Created their name by combining the name of their two founders, Gary Burrell oh. and Min H. Kao.
2: I did not see that. Okay, this is not what Min
3: I Min H. Kao. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but okay. Min H. K. A. O. Okay. okay. But when they first started in 1989 selling a $2,500 GPS device, they went by a different name that also combines two words this time. What was the original company name? Oh. F- <laughs> you know how proud I am that you thought you knew it and I got hey, the curveball? Because well, like, that happens all the time to me. Where yeah. I'm like, I know this, I know this. And then you say what I know out loud. and I'm like,
2: damn, it's going deeper. I uh, thought because I found out a few months ago that Garmin also does uh, flight control panels for mm-hmm. fighter jets and they sell really really expensive military grade smartwatches that those military that contracts plug man. in with those flight decks um, but so yeah that's not not worrying that's worrying that's right. crazy okay. um, all right well, well answers at the, at the end answers at the end wow now we're saying this oh, part that's so this crazy. is so crazy uh we'll be right back
0: Okay, welcome back. Since David is not here, I thought I'd take this opportunity to yell from the mountaintops about how much better every other messaging service is besides Telegram. <laughs> Wait, this is, this is anti-Telegram. This is an anti... Well, no, Telegram's fine. It's an anti-David-loving telegram segment.
3: <laughs> David on the plane listening to this right now when this is out. He's fuming already.
0: He, he hasn't even heard it. He's texting me like, "You, ma- <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Uh So basically, there's a bunch of updates to a bunch of different messaging services. And we're just going to kind of list through them because some of them are pretty crazy. So for the first one, Signal adds usernames. Crazy. Wild. Yes. Wait, what you. did they have before? Just phone numbers. So before, you had to, like, know someone's phone number if you wanted to contact them through Signal. Uh, Now, there's a username. uh, Add in the obligatory David. Telegram's had that forever. But yes, now Signal has it, too. Um, Basically, it's a username that you can use to initiate a message with other people. Once you start the message, then... They can see your phone number if they have it in their contacts already. Okay. Otherwise, they do not see your phone number. Cool. The username is also not displayed in the chat. So, like, if you pick, I don't know, Ellis the God, twenty three, Charlamellis <laughs> the God, <laughs> Melis <Charlem-Ellis> the, <God. laughs> the God, then they'll see that when they want to start a message with you. Okay. But then after that, once you start talking with them, it'll just say Ellis Roman or whatever you put as your oh. name in Signal okay yeah it's pretty cool so like a lot of like reporters do this where Mm -hmm. they will put it in their bio and be like if you have a tip hit me up on signal 943-228-9666 okay but now you can just have your username and just be like hit me up let me know what you want to what you want to talk about cool i don't use any of these apps (laughs) well no
2: you use one of them which
0: one iMessage.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I use I use iMessage. We're, okay. gonna, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, we'll get to, to that. There's some juicy one. stuff there, but I don't use any of the like third-party encryption. Gotcha. Messaging apps. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, WhatsApp does not have this feature to my knowledge, and iMessage doesn't either, which is pretty cool. So Telegram and Signal are the only two right now. Well, I, I shouldn't say only two. There's probably a million, but the main two that have uh, usernames where you can start that contact. So that's pretty dope. That's dope. Um, I guess, can you do this with iMessage if you make a fake email and just talk to people through your iMessage email account? Because can't you do that? Yeah, you can do that. You can do that, right? I've you definitely gotten like... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, never mind. So, you can do it with iMessage if you create a fake email.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time when, pe- when I get like fake... Spammers. Yeah, or like, like a fake USPS text over iMessage has got some like ridiculous mm-hmm. email
0: attached to it interesting yeah okay uh next on the list is whatsapp they added new features literally this morning right before running in here thank god it wasn't a crazy update because we had like four minutes to digest this i know but basically there's four new text markdown style syntax formatting options you can now do bulleted list numbered list block quotes and inline code in your WhatsApp, oh, I kind of like blog that though. Posting your blog in your WhatsApp, yeah, message. literally, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, actually, that's not too far off from what I'm sure they're hoping people will use this for because they have those like communities, and you can kind of post blog posts in WhatsApp. Oddly enough, so I'm sure that's probably a part of it.
2: No, that's cool. I, I there, you know, I, my, yes, I just think you can tell a lot of really <laughs> funny jokes with these things. You know what I mean?
3: I'm weird, like bullet or like bullet point list sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I would be excited for that, but like, I'm like, Oh, I would like to do that. There's so many times where I try and send people things like these are a couple options. Someone just asked me the other day, like, what are some different TVs you'd like to use? It'd be so much easier. Mm. Or like if I could just put out some, a couple different companies rather than just comma. And then when they go to look at it quickly later, Mm. there's just a bullet point list.
0: The beauty of Markdown baby.
2: Or what if we were texting each other and you were like, Ellis, do you want to go get dinner here? And then I responded with an inline comment <laughs> that just said, no, you suck. That'd be hilarious. I think so,
0: anyway. That happened in real life, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last iMessage, or the last messaging update is iMessage. Which adds,
2: they, iMessage added quantum encryption, which wow. is crazy. I barely, under. I understand <laughs> how like you can, you can get prime numbers easier when you have qubits and
0: superpositions and stuff like that. That's more than I understand,
2: so you're uh, way ahead of me. I don't, I don't understand exactly how it worked. The, the thing that really struck me about this announcement, well, two things. The first is that Apple really seemed to want to hammer home that um, this protects against future quantum computer mm. capabilities. Like, even if your hash or your password gets scraped now, and then five years from now, a a new quantum computer gets invented and distributed. It still can't be, I don't know how they protect against the future. Apple is doing some weird time cop stuff. Time Um, cop. But they did put a fun, this is the other thing, they did put a really fun Apple graphic in this announcement. Classic Apple. They just went out of their way to dunk on like every other messaging app. It's so funny. Um, I'd also never heard of Viber. That's a new one for me. You heard of Viber? You guys you yeah. guys vibing? Viber was back in the day. I don't
1: use it, but it's another one I've heard of. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: yeah so they released this graphic where it kind of shows the different levels of encryption. So they have classical cryptography, which is level zero and level one, which is no end-to-end encryption and end-to-end encryption by default, respectively. Then they have post-quantum cryptography, PQC, which has level two, which includes pqxdh which is signals quantum protocol that they released a couple months ago Um, and then they have all by themselves far off to the right level three pqc key establishment plus ongoing pqc rekeying we were talking about this before we recorded i half feel like apple invented these these levels are you okay
4: all right we're back that that happened
2: yeah sorry about that for audio listeners um a light just fell and missed adam's head by like one inch oh my Um, god yeah (laughs) jeez i don't know if that means the spirit the spirits are angry that we're hosting the podcast or that the spirits are happy we're hosting the podcast and like spared you oh that's a very good point um i I
0: blame Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> I was like looking for the heads up button. Like, Wait, where is it? <laughs> What's the heads up button? But
2: I, I don't think we have that much more to say about the Apple cryptography thing. Honestly, the last time we talked about cryptography, uh, the the people on Twitter and in the comments did a really great job of explaining the difference between end to end
0: encryption and uh, it, so. Yeah, more of the story. Apple has a new quantum encryption standard that they're bringing to iMessage. Yeah. So now Apple and Signal are the two that have quantum computing encryption.
2: And we have to wait for an equally snarky graphic by Signal. Oh, which, I'm ready uh, for it. Yeah. Yes. I
0: would, sorry, I would like to point out something about this graphic.
1: Totally. Totally, totally for it. They put iMessage at the top with uh, level three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But until they add RCS support, <laughs> if you use iMessage. And you text someone with an Android phone, that is level zero. Unencrypted SMS. Quantum encryption came before RCS. Just saying. How's that
0: make you feel? We're still waiting for that RCS support. (laughs) So I want to say that
1: iMessage is both at the highest and lowest levels, depending on who you're texting.
0: That that's by design is hilarious.
1: It's your fault for having friends with Androids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get them an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <they> <laughs> well buy it buy all your mom and your friends an iPhone. Buy them all iPhones. Oh my god. AI Reddit training deal. Adam, what's that? Reddit,
0: the social media app. <laughs> <laughs> Last year blocked off access to their APIs for third-party developers, started a whole kerfuffle a who blah blah. Uh we spoke about it here in the podcast. That's Part of how we met Christian Selig, actually, where we spoke about at the top, of the top of the episode, now they have a new deal that they're working on where with an undisclosed company, they will allow them to scrape Reddit data for 60 million a year, which is crazy. That's a lot of
2: money. 60 million a year. Yes. Yeah. Sc- Wait, so what does that mean with an undisclosed company? So they didn't say who the company is. This was, they were telling their investors, I, I
0: believe. Oh, but like,
2: so, but this company is paying them 60 million. Yep. It's not like, and it's not like that's the price. Like, I couldn't go up to Reddit with 60 million and be like, I want to scrape.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's the highest bidder. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, so I just found that really interesting because this is, this was part of their plan from the start. It yeah. was like, I think the AI thing they probably, well, I don't know. Maybe they did see it coming. I don't think a lot of people saw this boom coming, but they definitely wanted to keep their data. They realized how valuable that Reddit data was. So by blocking off third-party access last year, dealing with the whole blowback and everything that went, that happened with the protests and all that stuff, now they're going to API, or not API. IPO. IPO, thank yeah. you. So many freaking acronyms. They're going to IPO, which they've been saying they're going to do since 2021 or something, or 2020. But now they're actually, knock on wood, I don't have wood around me, going to do it. So now they're going to be scraping or letting people scrape their Reddit data, which is really interesting.
3: I feel like the moral of the story is just know that Reddit just cares about IPOing Reddit. and making money now and doesn't give a shit about any of its users, except for all of the stuff that they post on there that now they can scrape for data for AI. And which...
0: except for the top 75,000 of its biggest users, which Wall Street Journal reported this morning that they are planning to save some of their IPO stock for those users.
3: cool they've been trying to IPO for three years I don't know it's such a show over there also like
2: you know they I'm looking here online and it seems like last year they had a total revenue of like 800 million dollars about that Mm -hmm. Um, to just like give it to all of your fans and supporters and then the reward being 60 million dollars which is a lot of money but not for like a reddit sized company it's like damn bro well that's 60 million a year I know, but it's like yeah. like like you gave all of those developers and like loyal people on your site the finger for 60 mil. It's like you yeah. couldn't even crack a hundred mil. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Damn, that unnamed company. that no wonder the company's on They don't wanna they don't wanna out who dog f- dogged them. Like, <laughs> for, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like that's what I take away from this. Like, like to do to 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 just just, just give it
0: mm-hmm. to all the people who support you for for sixty mil. Well, they're gonna give some money back to seventy five thousand of those top users. Who I don't know who's still there because the like most excited loyal Reddit users, I feel like left or like stopped using it in that way. Didn't That's how I was gonna ask. Do you think so? Obviously, we
1: have our stance on it mm-hmm. and us being particularly concerned about privacy. What fraction of actual because. 800, however many million people use Reddit every month, how, what fraction of those people actually care enough to stop using Reddit? Because mm, remember we talked yeah. about this last time, yeah. you're upsetting the most important 10% of your audience. Yep. And let's say you
0: leave them, you still have 90% of the people. Yeah. Yeah. That well, your, true. your answer is that in 2023, the revenue was up 20%.
3: Yeah. Like, Listen, I think uh, like I hate what they did with it. Uh, Reddit's still doing absolutely fine. And I'm sure to them it doesn't make a difference. I would argue that probably a lot of people moderating subs are not as well versed as the old moderators used to be who left. Um, I mean, we gave up the MKBHD subreddit to just like it's just an unofficial subreddit now because we didn't feel like dealing with it anymore but they're fine i always knew they were gonna be fine but it doesn't mean they didn't give a giant middle finger to all their like really loyal users and again they were a web-based uh website that didn't have an official app until they bought a third-party app called it the official app it is still terrible by the way (laughs) it is an awful app and then just said oh yeah Everyone.
2: So yeah. Is, Steve is, is there like a Reddit like competitor? Like, is there another site that you can compare to Reddit that that yes. people could yes. even go to? And no. Yeah. <laughs>
3: There's, it's the same thing as like the Twitter competitor. There's a competitor. Yes. Does anyone give a shit about it? No.
2: I don't know if it still exists anymore, but iFunny feels like it was comparable to no, Reddit. No, it was not. No. Not no. Why not? wasn't I mean there were no just like s- a random picture of the day that, that, that like a sh- no, no, name no, 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 that Eon no. just stole it, pictures it was, from was all sort time? of i mean i never used it it was more of a gen z thing that i was a part of but my little brother used it i uh, funny has been around for a very no, no, no. long well time. that's what i'm saying it's like oh, okay. when i you know when my brother was like 9 and had like a Whatever device he had, like iFunny, was the app for him and his it, friends. So it Feels like just
1: the r slash funny subreddit.
2: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think there's like a likes and points. I don't know. Uh, I should um, I should shut my mouth before the <laughs> iFunny community comes lemmy, after me. Lemmy yeah, I was gonna say Lenny. is lemmy. the one that everybody lemmy, talks yeah. about
3: potentially being the alternative. But lemmy, never heard
2: of it. Yeah, I've never yeah, heard it's of that
0: an, idea, an open so source one. Right.
3: You only hear about it when you hear about people being mad was, at Reddit. Is it is it <laughs> on
0: ActivityPub? I don't know if it's... That was a joke. Though. That was, a, that was oh. a really bad joke. Ha, 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 Nice. Well, nice, getting it. All right, you know how who else has billions of dollars? <sighs> Walmart. Walmart, baby. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Okay, Walmart... <laughs> thank you, thank you. Crazy. Walmart buys Vizio. Um... Okay, so before we launch into this, I just wanna say a lot of the cool stuff we're about to say in this story came from some really good reporting in The Atlantic by Justin Pott, and also some associated press reporting that I found in the San Diego Union Tribune. Just wanted to lay some credit where it's
0: due. Get all our sources, so for everyone listening, when Alice and I found out that we were going to be doing this, we went crazy just fact-checking everything we put in the doc three times. I know. Because exactly. we were so nervous. It turns <laughs> out it's, uh, <laughs> that, it's terrifying. So there's know. the sources. Yeah. <laughs> there
2: you go. Uh, yeah. And uh, just like really great research and reporting by them. Yeah. But, um, okay. First of all, $2.3 billion, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, second of all, that's so much money. That's like a ton of money, $2.3 of money. billion. And, uh, and I wanted to, you know, it makes you think because Vizio is a budget TV manufacturer, right? And it's not like they have, like, skirted around and found this market as a budget TV. Like, they have made budget TVs since the beginning. I don't really think they've gone into too many other product categories, too mm-hmm. many other markets, Um and Sound bars,
0: maybe I don't even know. I
2: don't, yeah, but so this is like a weird time yeah. to enter the budget TV market, right? Uh, and that's because TVs are like ridiculously cheap right now. On, some are free. Exactly, they're, they're <laughs> so cheap that you can literally get some for free. And this is this is a new thing. Like if you're. If you're 10 years old, like, I don't know why you're listening to the Waveform podcast, but if you are 10 years old, then Welcome. you don't remember that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, TVs were really expensive. Uh, did you guys ever play Club Penguin?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, right? you did? Okay. But you you did? asked me the other yeah. day and I was like, I feel Do like that's Do you remember what game? one of the most expensive furniture items in Club Penguin was? <laughs> oh, it was the big screen TV. That was 5,000 coins. You could get. I'm pretty sure, I don't, someone will have to price check this, but I'm pretty sure you could get an entire LED dance floor in your igloo for about the same price as a single television.
0: Oh, wait, let me fact check this. Yeah, one. fact check that.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> what, it is worth noting that, and this I did fact check, okay, this I did fact check, that a puffle in Club Penguin was one sixth of the price of a TV. You could purchase literal flesh for less than that of a TV, okay? Anyway, TVs are cheap for a few reasons right now. One is uh, they completely change the manufacturing process. They use this thing called mother glass, where they start with like a big giant glass sheet and they can stamp multiple displays out of wow, that. That's crazy. So there's a lot less waste, which is great. Also, TVs have a lot of competition from the bottom side mm. of the price equation because uh, companies like TCL and Hisense can make really cheap TVs that are still really decent. And that forces the expensive guys like LG and Samsung to effectively lower them prices to compete. But but the big reason TVs are so cheap right now, and this is something people don't think about a lot, is because they scrape an unbelievable amount of data from you. And that's how they make the money back. Just a frankly unbelievable amount of data Um, And that's why, according to this blog called Carpe Diem, which does like financial graphs and stuff like that, uh, TVs have decreased by an average of 97% since the year 2000. (laughs) That's right, 97%. Um, And uh, another little fun fact I threw in here that's related is that Roku, a company that also makes really cheap TVs, usually partnered with other people, makes four to five times as much revenue off of what they call uh, platform, they're streaming uh, like platform. platform. Yeah, so that's like ads on the Roku channel, licensing out the operating system, mm-hmm. this, that, this, that, than they do on their actual devices. So it's way, way, way more profitable to be in the data game when it comes to TVs than it is to Which
0: mm-hmm. is why the telly is completely free <laughs> and exactly. i'm Still waiting for mine. Yeah.
2: Where is it? <laughs>
1: I'm thinking about something right now. Yeah. They What's on your mind? Lot, they scrape a lot of data. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Oh no. Oh. Find it. Find it. Whoops. One no. No nope. left. Top left.
1: I mean, that's a lot of smarts, but also a lot of data. Yeah. Nice. But also, <laughs> uh, is that even like, okay, what kind of data would a TV scrape from from me? Uh, every, let's say it knows everything I watch. Yeah. And when you watch it. And when I watch it. And when I turn the TV on and off.
2: Do you have kids? Yeah. Do you have a partner? Are you alone? Do you think they know that? Yes. Or do they infer that from the data? Do you watch Love Island at eight thirty PM two nights a week?
1: You have a girlfriend. That's except. Damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's say so. Is any of that information that they're scraping particularly
0: sensitive? Well, no. There's different kinds of data. So there's like PPI, which is personally ident- or PII, personally identifiable information, and right. then. PII2, something like that. I forgot. Everyone's going to yell at me. I know they exist. But I think it's that first kind of data that is not exactly like your social security and everything like that. Right. It's just regular data: where you live, what time are you watching these things? Do you are you home all day? Do you work from home? Th- that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I think about like in- sensitive data. I think about like what I buy, what
1: I what I spend money on, what my tax, like the where I live and things like that. And uh, obviously, that stuff like a browser would know, or like a someone you buy a product from would know. Mm-hmm. But the TV, it's like I don't really mind if anyone knows how much TV I watch or where or how much it's on or any of that Hmm. stuff. Well, it's not exactly.
0: It's not. I think the crazy part is that because of your habits, uh, like because of your viewing habits, then they're able to infer other things that you may care about. That is really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Also, they'll know like what services
2: you subscribe to. They'll know how you use them. And I think, yeah, they can use that to infer a lot of purchasing data. And then also don't remember, uh, don't forget, um, you get served ads on uh on these platforms. Mm -hmm. Um and that I think is the big reason that uh yeah you know yeah Uh, I sort of trail off. I was just gonna
3: say it's kind of an interesting point to think about in any types of like scraping data is like there are plenty of people who are just like I don't really give a damn about what it is because a lot of it's marketing or or whatever and There are people who don't care as much and there's people who care more. I mean, the Reddit stuff and like scraping it for AI is like, I don't really care as much about what I post on there. It's just more of like they're screwing the people over and like making a bunch of money Mm -hmm. off of it. But like, yeah, it's very clearly this stuff is there scraping your data. And that's how everyone's making money
0: these days. Yeah, pretty much. But do you remember the story of how Target figured out that the girl was pregnant before her father? That was all from just data. Yeah, advertising stuff.
1: Arguably, Target would know much more sensitive information about you. Than your TV? Yeah. They did that just off of buying decisions. So Target knows where you live. Target knows when you bought things, what you bought. Your your TV knows where you live. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, they know where I live. But they don't know what I bought, when I bought it, and in the frequency that I started buying it more. They might see that I didn't skip a certain ad and Mm -hmm. can maybe think about that a little more, but I just... I feel like there's levels to like how important the data is. Yeah. And this is a little bit underneath the one that I am okay. most
3: curious about. Interesting. Do you know it would bump up Target's uh, ways to scrape data if they bought a television company and then scraped all the data Ooh. from that? Yeah. I feel like you just went into the point of where Walmart was like, how do I get more data? Yeah. It's let's buy a TV company. Yep. So
2: it's. It's actually not just about Walmart getting more data. It's about Walmart leveraging that data. So Walmart has this platform that doesn't get brought up very much that's called Walmart Connect. You guys ever heard of this? Mm
0: -hmm. Nope.
2: Exactly. So Walmart Connect is sort of like Spotify for all this time. But teach me a thing. It's for brands who sell things at Walmart. So so if you're like a brand or a seller, you can go into your Walmart Connect and you can buy placements on the Walmart homepage. Uh, You can buy ads as part of Walmart's ad stuff. And soon, because Vizio has this whole TV streaming uh, ecosystem, they'll be able to plug all of those ad spots and all of that demographic data into what they describe as a closed loop ecosystem. That's a big part Mm -hmm. of the Walmart Connect um, selling point to sellers, is that not only do you give them money and they place ads, but then they give you also Walmart customer specific feedback, which you can then use to do a stronger campaign and create the closed loop and this is huge because Vizio, according to their last shareholder thing, had uh, 500 advertising partners. Um, 500? 500 Sheesh. advertising partners, which means all of those partners are now partners with Walmart. Wow. I guess it's kind of
1: similar to like Amazon in a way, mm-hmm. where if you buy enough stuff from Amazon, Amazon, they know a lot about you. And then if you're an advertiser who wants to sell something and you want to get it in front of the right people, boy, does Amazon know how to get it in front of the right people. And Walmart is that big. And they kind of have the same system going on where it's like, all right, yes, we have physical stores, but trust me, we know a lot about how to get the right product in front of the right people. And Vizio, boy, do they have advertisers that want to get in front of the right people and vice versa. They have a bunch of information and we can use that information. So it
2: it checks out. Mm-hmm. It now, makes sense. And, it, and I think it puts a really cool spin on some of the stories we've heard over the past year with Amazon and Netflix adding ads to their user experience. Mm. It's not just so they can make a few bucks. Sell, I mean, I'm sure it is so they can make a few bucks here and there with it's ad time. It's about the bucks. But it's it's about turning into a business that is leveraging your data, that is uh, doing targeted ads that is effectively an advertising company. It's its almost like they're taking a page out of Google's mm-hmm. book um, in a really interesting...
0: Who's book. also a ruthless advertiser that you never think about. Yeah.
2: Well, I think about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this story, I just thought this story was cool. It, 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 it combines yeah. a bunch of different weird things about the time we live in. I also just want to say, um, assuming you're not afraid or freaked out by the data being collected about you... Um, this is a great time to buy a TV. It just, it just is like, like, I I don't know if the, the gravy train's going to keep going yeah. and for how long. And I'm not saying like, go out and replace your TV. We should all be trying harder to make our electronics last longer. Mm. But that being said, it's just a great, it's a, we live in the, so cheap. they're so cheap. It's, it's, it's dope. Well, at
0: least here they are. I don't know about in other countries. But in the U.S., they're very cheap. That's true. I I would say they're commoditized to the level of the smartphone. Yeah. Probably more so. Uh, Speaking of ads, we should get to some after we do the next trivia question. You nailed it. There it is.
1: All right. All right. Oh, no. I've been waiting so for this moment. (laughs) If you knew, you'd only have one opportunity. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't even
1: remember the last question damn okay i gotta think all right so we've been talking a lot about reddit uh data social media etc reddit uh, according to statista has 800 plus million monthly active users oh no he went 3. into statista yeah Whoa, that's that is, a wrap that is a lot of users and a lot million. of data that they generate and that really? really? that's a lot of users, smarts, but also a lot of data nice.
2: does not that make them like one of the biggest social media platforms in the Red has 800 million? 800 million monthly active users.
1: You're right, Ellis. That does make them. I knew it. I was about to Google it, and I was like, wait, I probably shouldn't Google this. That does make them (laughs) one of the largest social media apps or uh, services in the world. But it doesn't even crack the top five.
2: No. Really? Really?
0: 800 million?
2: Name the top three. Okay, wait, 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 wait. How many of them do I have to live in China to use? (laughs) Zero. No. What?
0: Are they all owned by one company? No further questions. (laughs) Well, we'll be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to
2: Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful
4: analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
2: Welcome back to the producer forum podcast with Ellis and Adam. Official name. Official name change. Trademark. official name change trademark yep. uh we have some apple news though
0: yeah this is an
2: entirely, well not entirely but a big apple section big apple section um first apple music monthly replay it's like spotify rewind but no, spotify wrapped it's like spotify wrapped but every month too much you think so it's too much i have been listening to pretty much two albums mm-hmm. since the year started i've this like Same. serious two album kick yeah so it would just tell me how much I listen to those two albums. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, which should be
0: kind of interesting, but... I don't know. I could be wrong, but my, personally, my listening habits don't change that much month to month. Mm-hmm. I like the yearly recap because it's a, the year is long. My winter mood, my summer mood, my fall mood. I feel like doing it every month. I'm just never going to check this. Like, I don't care. I'll wait till the end of the year. Yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. It, I mean, we saw it also. Like the
2: Spotify Wrapped has a lot of really interesting, fun little mm-hmm. data, and they'll make your like aura or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is not that. This is just like you listen to this song for this many minutes. Um. So yeah. no complaints, no notes. I don't know. Yeah. What What are the two albums you've been listening to this year? Uh. Let me. Let me see. While you do that, I uh want to do a quick interjection, and that's because uh. Adam and I drive home together sometimes. Carpool, save the environment. And on our drive home, we've discovered we really, really like listening to this radio station oh, in yeah. Jersey City, ninety-one point one WFMU. Uh, so if you live in the Jersey City area, or I think the transmission makes it all the way to Brooklyn, um, so anywhere in, in the in the New York the New York City general area, check out ninety-one point one FM. There's like always something good on always we've it's found. so good um but the two albums i've been listening to and uh, i'm the host i can talk about whatever i want this oh week. let's go um i've been listening to andy Schoff's norm terrific album and i've been listening to the compilation of mon live at Montreux jazz festival nina simone you would record nice both terrific uh, i don't need
0: to know how much i've listened to it though <laughs> Uh, what about you? I've been doing Insano by it, Kid Cudi. Insano, okay, Insano, nice. great album. And Creatures of Habit by Kilcho, which is a random indie band, uh, really cool, good. Cool. You guys what want to shout out some music? Daft Punk. No, but I'm open. I'm opening <laughs> up my uh, replay for February right now. Oh, oh yeah. Walmart has. I uh, should Wait, say. Wait, you use Apple Music?
1: Not much. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's funny. I only use it in Vision Pro. <laughs> so it's gonna be real limited.
0: And you're you're looking
2: at this replay in the Apple Music app, right? Uh, it brings you to a website and then kicks you out to the web apps. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. For some reason, Apple Music Replay can only be looked at in a browser. Don't know why. Wait, does Spotify wrap the same? No, it isn't no, on the phone. Right? No, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's you can do it in in the desktop and the mobile app, but okay. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. They
0: just only do it in the browser, which so Mar- is fine. Marquez, what were you listening to in Division Pro? Uh,
1: so I, I get to the part where it says, uh, "This is your replay. Jump in." So I click jump in, and it's like, your replay is still in progress. Check back in
0: early March. Oh, that's for February. It doesn't give you a January one? And I think there's a January he button. It says not listen to anything in January. I didn't look uh, Okay. Uh, wow.
2: Well. Big letdown. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in other Apple news, there's an Apple sports app. Now. Literally got launched this morning. Yeah. Huh. And it's basically just a like score aggregator is what it seems like but and this is one thing we were talking about Mm -hmm. like in before we were recording um if you open up the app actually let me open it up right now just to make sure so i don't get this wrong but if you open up the app it gives you the game that's upcoming so and if you click that game the very first thing is betting odds on the game Oh. (laughs) Oh, no stats (laughs) No stats about players or anything like that, just betting odds, which
3: is even have stats.
0: No, it does. If you like click into it, but it's more like the first thing it gives you is the betting odds, which I found very interesting.
2: Uh, Look, if you sports, if you, if you daily fantasy or whatever the kids are calling it these days, like (laughs) uh, no shade. You know what I mean? I get it. It's fun. But it's also like Apple
0: what, are you going to do porn next? Like, like this is, like, the least Apple thing I've ever... That's more what interested me. It's very un-Apple-like to me. To be, like... Because that is, like, for adults. Betting is for adults. It's, like... And Apple is positioning itself always to be, like, safe for your kids, like, their whole iPad thing. Turn off the screen and everything. And now it's just, like, nope, here's some betting odds. This is unsavory. But anyway, besides that, the app looks pretty cool. No, it does. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to not have to Google Philadelphia
2: 76ers three times a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know. I know, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, so I signed up for the MLS uh, Apple TV thing that they had. Oh. And I actually was really impressed with how they do the scoring and everything. Like, it pops up on the Dynamic Island. You can watch it there. It's all really cool. It also does that with Uh, other teams that I follow. So like with Knicks, sometimes it'll just pop up on the screen and I'll not even know there was a Knick game that day and I'll be able to like keep up with the score. One thing that, I mean, first of all, I should clarify, this is only available in the US, the UK and Canada. Why? I I don't know. It's unfortunate. But Mm. we are in the US, so I can talk about it. Um, It doesn't have as in-depth stats as something like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Mob. F O T. What? <laughs> yeah, it's an app that specifically has crazy stats for soccer or football oh, in the rest of the world. Okay, um, it's actually the Apple Sports little Dynamic Island thing is faster than my TV. Like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> we were watching an Arsenal game. Shout out Arsenal! Um, and the um, we're watching the game. is sitting next to me, and on my phone, I see soccer scored. Soccer is like a good player, and I was like, oh. And Jess is looking like, what? What? What happened? And she's like looking at the TV and nothing happened yet. And it was a full, like, 11 seconds before what? he scored, which is crazy. Wow. So I have to, like, literally put my phone upside down when we're watching the game, because otherwise it'll it'll be spoiled. Okay, I'm on Fought Mob right now, and you are not kidding, bro. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. This
2: is crazy. I have never heard of a stat, XG on target, and then in <laughs> X XGOT. I don't know what that means. You know yeah. what this reminds me of? What? The,
1: what you said earlier about how the num- this is going to take away from the, like, the number of times you Google who's mm-hmm. winning or what's happening in a game. Yeah, It reminds me of Apple's weather app, which is... It's not as detailed as the most detailed weather apps, but boy, does this take away a lot of mm-hmm. Google searches. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I just add my top three favorite teams... I Google the scores a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, who's winning the game? Who yep. won the game last night? Yeah. Who do they play next? When do they play this team? A lot of Google searches. Yeah. It's all just there now. Something
0: to keep in mind. Yeah, it's really smart. So some of the sports that they have currently are MLS, uh, NBA, NCAA basketball, men's and women's, NHL, Bundesliga, La Liga, Liga MX, Liga 1, Premier League, Serie A, all the soccer ones, well, I shouldn't say all the soccer ones. A lot of the soccer ones.
3: Wow, you mean football? <laughs> uh,
0: yes, football. Sorry. Uh, okay, on. excuse Do we mean me. The f- football. There's also more leagues that are coming.
3: Wait, there's not even football.
0: Uh, because the season's <laughs> oh. the se- Well, that is a good question. Are they going to add football next season? Supposedly they're going to add it. So the ones that where the season is over, they're it's not included in the press release, but it's upcoming mm. when the season starts again. So WNBA, uh, MLB, NFL, those are coming. Word. Yeah. So pretty cool overall. Like I just found it, again, very interesting that the betting odds was the first thing you see. Dude, I'm not happy about that. But, you
2: know, I don't get to decide the world we live in,
0: and uh, that is what it is. I'm Uh, just, like, why? Are they getting a kickback from that? Do they get any money from betting apps doing great? Like, why have that at the top? Is it just
2: one more Google search they can take away? Also, Um, I didn't realize that
0: the odds were, like, the same for
2: all the books. That's like a great like point. I would assume different bookies set different odds, but I've never placed a sports bet, so I, I don't even know. <laughs> if you like know.
3: click the odds, does it take you to whoever's odds they are well, or like see. is yeah. it
2: just Vegas odds? It actually just reaches into your pocket and takes your wallet.
0: <laughs>
3: it does not say. Cuz if it was specifically someone, I would say they're making advertising dollars off of That's fair. whatever but it doesn't say. If I click it nothing happens. There. Yeah. Huh.
2: Ladies, if your boyfriend sports bets, ask him if he has restrictions. Because if you win a lot in those apps, they put restrictions on your account. They kick you off. If he says, no, I've never been restricted, he's losing your money. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Buddy Heald. (laughs) My guy's played four games for my Sixers. He's averaging 23 points. Yeah. This is now a basketball podcast. This is now a basketball podcast. Psych!
1: (laughs) Adam, Adam, ask who has him on the fantasy team.
2: (laughs) You got Buddy Heald?
0: Who's got Buddy Heald on the fantasy team, Marquez? Let me just
1: check. Marquez just picked
3: him up. Let me just check. As Ellis was saying (laughs) that. See what that says? Be healed. No games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no Wait, games today. It's all star break. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do, in fact, have Buddy healed. Yeah, that's, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: What pl- what place are you in in our fantasy league, Marquez? Top two, <laughs> but not one. Top two. <laughs> Top two. <laughs> I'm half
1: a point behind Alex.
3: Okay, okay
0: you're okay. sorting
2: wrong.
1: That's no, that's I. <laughs> <laughs> you're sorting wrong. <laughs> I'm right behind Alex.
2: Okay, but. <laughs> This is not totally a basketball podcast because last week we did not get the chance to talk about the stupid regular hosts somehow forgot to talk about (laughs) OpenAI Sora, so we're going to clean up the mess they left for us. Um, Wait till you see the mess of this producer's table when we're done. Lights falling down. Um, OpenAI Sora, it's a text video uh, AI. Yeah. Yeah. just want to say, uh like all the coverage I was reading about this were like, yo, like this is the first to market, like this is here. Runway has had text to video for a while.
0: You and Brandon always talk about yeah. runway. What we don't just talk about, it, we use it. Yeah, like, like we like use what it professionally. Specifically like it has this feature? It's it looks more
2: diffusion-y, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. than the examples that that uh, yeah yeah <laughs> lo- it looks spaghetti. looks a little more spaghetti y but um, no it's like it's much more of like well first let's talk about okay yeah the the announcement so. On OpenAI's website, they made this announcement for this new thing called Sora. They are still red teaming it, which I think means they're trying to have people do bad things with it. Yeah, it's like a security term. Yeah. Again, we're not security guys, as you could tell from our cryptography, uh, quantum (laughs) computing segment here. Before I was almost killed by Um, it. But it looks really good. And the cool things that they're sort of like pushing forward as big features, and these are things that... I have found runway to sort of struggle with. Mm -hmm. Custom resolution. Um, So you're not just locked into like 720 or 1080 or 4K. You can do lots of weird resolutions, which sounds small, but when it comes to machine learning, it's big. Like I I, I use this software called Touch Designer, which has some AI integrations. And I remember reading this whole thing about this uh, facial recognition, facial tracking AI that someone Mm -hmm. built for it. Wouldn't work if you used a vertical webcam feed. Hmm. Same exact thing, but as soon as you changed it from a, a horizontal to vertical thing, it just broke. But so, yeah, uh, custom aspect ratios, custom resolutions, uh, it can do multiple figures and subjects really well. Um, Interesting. So, it seems like it's pretty cool. The part that I found really cool was in the sort of like tech paper thing that they published alongside. And that was that. Um, they already have GPT, which we know is a Transformer model. And they already have Dolly, which... It <laughs> uh, okay, I'm getting I'm getting a note from my producers here, folks. Live. Live, uh, coming in. Breaking news. Will Smith eating spaghetti. I'm assuming we're going to cut to that clip right here. I, I guess so. Um, does he make a sound in that video? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Does he? Boy. Well, it
3: also came back because he did, like, a post recreating it. In person,
0: yeah.
2: Will Smith,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, you Will didn't see Smith it? Yeah, he tweeted it. a video that said AI then or AI Instagram now, and it's just him redoing all of the scenes. And he like spinning.
2: unhinges his jaw like a snake in the video,
3: right? <laughs> well, no, it's the <laughs> updated AI that doesn't unhinge the jaw. <laughs> it's not actually him no.
1: violently eating. It's yeah.
0: Okay, I gotta watch. It's just like as crazy as you're imagining. Oh my god! But gosh. it's awesome. Um, that's a that's a win for Will Smith and his team, I think, right there. <laughs> Truly. Like, there's a lot happening in his life and everything, but that was <laughs> genius. <laughs> that was, good. But, uh, but, that was uh, good.
2: it's interesting. So so GPT is a transformer model. That's what the T stands for. Dolly is a diffusion model. I'm pretty sure that's what the D in Dolly stands for. Sure. Some, someone should double check that for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're saying that Sora is a, uh, a diffusion transformer or a transformer. Diffuser it's like some combination of the two which is interesting right and and it took me a little bit to get it, but the gist of it is that Transformers are really good at sequential understanding and Mm -hmm. they can do this across really long sequences And that's why chat GPT can write you five paragraphs and the fifth paragraph still is related to the first paragraph Uh, Okay, language tends to work sequentially Images do not work sequentially. They can have sequential elements in them, but they don't work sequentially, and that's why we use diffusion models uh, for a lot of image generation stuff. Mm -hmm. Diffusion models are really good at understanding spatial relationships and building these sort of complex relationship networks where there's there's not a linear sequence to it, but there is still a connection of ideas. Mm -hmm. A video is a bunch of images that don't have these sequential relationships, but then the, the images are arranged sequentially. sequentially yeah. So to generate a video from nothing, you actually need to deploy both kinds of models uh, Mm. in tandem with one another. And there's a bunch of really interesting stuff about how um, the sort of like token system that a lot of Transformers use doesn't exactly work for video. You got to use these sort of temporal tokens called patches. It's really interesting. I recommend, and this sounds silly, but this is actually what I did, reading the OpenAI paper with chat GPT in another window so you can get clarification on stuff that's like a little too hard to understand. That's awesome. Um, but did it lie to you? I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. It seemed like everything that I was reading was I could sort of uh, fact check. I found this cool guy's blog. It's Jono, not it's Jono with an H. J-O-H-N-O dot com. Just some random dudes. Blog. Not our Jono. Not our Jono. Got Different Jono. I mean, unless Jono is like secretly an AI wizard. <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm really excited for with Sora is if they're able to develop, like, a platform for it in the same way that Runway mm. does. Because the Runway tool, you have, like, text to video. You also have image to video. You also have video to video. And the video to video is, like, really cool. Like, mm. the example they have on their website, which I think illustrates really well, is someone set up a bunch of books standing up on a desk And then using and then filmed a shot and then using runway was able to turn those books into skyscrapers and have it be like a city fly through scene. Interesting. Um, Then they also deploy the runway models to do things like automatic uh, background removal. If you've seen the Ellis versus AI video, the scene where like my hair is getting blown back and stuff that I we didn't use a green screen. It was just shot in a normal room. Oh, and I was then, there. And then we AI'd yeah, oh, we I just know. AI'd
0: the background out. We sprayed uh, water on your face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I if Sora is actually all that and as good as OpenAI wants us to think, I can't wait to see the platform that it is wrapped in. Thank you for letting me talk about that for 15 minutes straight, America. Nice. <laughs> Let's go.
3: <laughs> Quick fact checked. Dali is not an acronym. It's not an acronym. We've definitely talked about this before. It's just the combination of Salvador Dali and Wally.
0: Damn, nice. Well, I will say, Andrew. Now that you're back in the pod talking, um, you mentioned the other day something really good that now I see in every like Sora video, which is the keying on like random movements. So, like, if you watch a video, the camera will just, like, drift Uh to the right. And then out of nowhere, just, like, really hard start drifting to the left. Mm -hmm. It's like they haven't learned how to ease in and out yet, which is interesting.
3: Yeah, it felt like there was one specifically with a turtle. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, like, panning on this turtle. And then just kind of, like, went left. It looks like anyone who's ever video edited before the first time they add keyframe movements to something. Where there's not the smoothing. It's just, like, left, 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 right, 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 right. And, like, there's... It's almost smooth, but not smooth at the same time. I don't know. If you're into, if you know keyframes, you would see it in a second.
0: It's just very interesting because some of these demos are insane. Like it really replicates hand movement of like cameras that are holding or people holding cameras and the little jittery things that you get. But then like that one motion, it just really messes up every time.
1: I I watched every single thing (laughs) I could find generated by Sora and did you like
0: you should do a video on this yeah you
1: should do <laughs> no I, I showed a bunch of them in the video that we made but it is remarkable how good it's gotten so quickly and how how well it is able to reproduce the parts of videos that you can ask for like some of the prompts are like make this look like 35 millimeter film make this look like uh cartoonish or hyper super realistic and it does that stuff too which is yeah crazy and it does make me wonder because now there's a meme of people tweeting real videos with
0: made by a Sora prompt
1: of like mm. handsome man walks down broadway and it's just a video of themselves and it's like Haha, made <laughs> by Sora but it looks like you but now it's like how many these videos really could just cross your twitter timeline or instagram timeline and just look like a real video and yeah. you wouldn't know unless you watch it a third time or a fourth time Upon which it becomes very obvious when you see the things like mm-hmm. the keying or like the legs overlapping or the hands turning into seven or 12 fingers or whatever.
2: But it's really fast. It's how scary. Fast it's like, like Mr. Chetta Oh, what? no. Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Cheddar was this thing that spread around Twitter. It's, it's this... St- it's really hilarious. It's a picture of a rat and wearing like a tuxedo jacket, I think, with his arms. He's standing on some carpet. He's rat-sized. And he's holding out his arms like this. If you just Google Mr. Cheddar, I already put in the it'll chat. It'll come this up. It's not the first time we've looked at this yeah. on
3: the podcast
2: uh. also. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we've talked about Mr. Cheddar before. But no, it 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 no one knew it was a mid-journey image until like months after. It like like not that obviously it's not a real rat, yeah. you know.
3: Yeah, I feel like everything is believable where if it just crossed your timeline, but the a lot of times the giveaway is fingers in a lot of these videos it felt like the giveaway was like real world physics it didn't quite mm. get like there was the one of the birthday cake where candles are blowing in different directions which didn't make sense and turbulence inside your house and there's another one of the cat in the bed with the person and the bed comes or the like blanket quilt comes from like behind her and just like Flops over top of her with absolutely no movement. It's just mm. like the way it moves is just totally wrong.
1: You know what it doesn't have? It doesn't have conservation of mass. Yeah. Mm. Like, like, the if you watch the iconic one everyone shared of the lady walking down the street in Tokyo, walking down watch her legs. They like merge and blend into each other over and over again and just swap back and forth.
2: Hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Like that, not. that dance move with your knees? Yeah, except, exactly. Except her
1: right leg <laughs> becomes her left leg. And then swaps back in. Like the like you said with the hands, like people will clap and the hands will just merge into one hand and then split back into two hands. Like that is weird. The blanket will like become more blanket and less blanket, and it looks physically realistic, but like also how where did that, that mass happen? come from yeah. and why is it moving? Weird stuff like that. It is weird. Am I the only one that's like terrified of this? Oh, no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you too? Me. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. make videos, so <laughs> I'm pretty worried. <laughs> I'm terrified, but I feel like I've gotten enough mileage out of the runway platform, and it's helped me do work enough that I'm feeling excited.
0: But well, you're not also trying to, like, de-establish a government or something, you know? Hmm. Not that you know. Not mileage. that I know of. Not, to my there, knowledge. It has Look gotten... Looking at you, Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've talked about
1: how the the, video, the photo making tools have gotten to the point where we can use them as a tool. So it's like, oh, it's not good enough to replace me. Great, but it is good enough to be used as a brainstorming tool or even, like, a rough draft tool for me. Yeah. And even to the point where, like, I said this in the video, the the drone shot of Big Sur or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I think that's good enough for, I think a lot of people looking for, like, Licensed footage Mm -hmm. who are gonna buy a drone shot of Big Sur like there's enough high-resolution video of drone shots of Big Sur That AI just made another one for you And you don't have to now hire that drone pilot to make your own or pay that license fee to get that footage that already exists Just for your you know internal PowerPoint or whatever you're doing Damn Samsung was ahead of the game with their moon photos
4: What what (laughs) do we think
2: uses more electricity? A drone flying into the sky over Big Sur and capturing, or the server <laughs> farm that would generate okay. a video. Have you ever flown a DJI drone? Those batteries yeah, I have. Clarifying go coaching, crazy. <laughs> how did the
1: drone pilot get to the spot to take off? Ooh. Is his car electric?
2: Did he take a plane? Did he fly yeah. to get there? No, he's a mountain man.
1: <laughs> he crawled there?
0: He, he never leaves.
1: <laughs> he's always there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This thing just kind of like... It's really cool. But like the first thing when you were playing it for me, when I walked in that morning, you were like, oh, look at these like new videos that dropped or whatever. Mm. I did not realize they were AI at all. I I just thought you were watching videos. And like some of them, again, if you really look like... There's one with a guy reading a book. Remember you showed me that one? And like at one point, the page just kind of like flips up like one of those yellow notepad books. But he's holding like a novel. So it's like the page wouldn't turn that way. So that's like a tell. But... At first, that was like 13 seconds into the video. There's a solid like nine seconds of just a dude reading a book, and I didn't think anything of it. And
1: when I think about tech, like tech, theoretically, with people working on it, gets better and better and better, which means that the tell for us right now, which is, oh, did you catch that with the hands or the legs or the book page? The tells are going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, right? One would hope. Until it's completely indistinguishable from reality, right? Which then what? What happened? Which then you look around and you're like, what about this one?
0: Is this nah 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 nah, 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 Are we in an AI? Did Division Pro get that good that fast? Yeah. Oh.
2: Ellis Roven's in this one.
0: <laughs> so is Mr. Cheddar. Compu- oh,
4: no!
2: <laughs> uh... Anyway, I think that's about.
0: Think that about wraps it up, right? That
2: yeah. about wraps it up. Yeah, thank um, you guys for
0: sticking with us. I, know. I think that's it. That's all we have to do, right? We don't have anything else to do. That's it. All right, bye. See you. Uh, no, no, see- no, 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 We have the thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, the thing.
2: Okay. Oh my God, I get to write Grab on your, your pens as well. Your uh, markers? Also, country of Belgium, I am not planning your demise. I, I'm sorry. Sounds that like was... what
0: you would say if you were planning
2: it. No, 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 no. I love I love Belgium. The Antwerp Zoo, a uh, place I've never been. I've heard it's great. I was
0: just going to say, have you ever been to Belgium? No. It's awesome. I'm sure I, I would love, love it. Augustine. You would
2: love it. Yeah. The chocolate It's is dope. Yeah, waffles, Antwerp, uh, Brussels. Yeah. Lots to love about uh, Sprout. Flemish. <laughs> great language. <laughs> anyway. Sounds like
3: you're trying to... Think about the trivia questions a little harder before we get
2: Belgium there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Speaking of Belgium, (laughs) just kidding. All right, are you ready? First question. I'm so ready. Okay, you've got the music for me. Yeah. Is it that one? Oh yeah, it is that one. (laughs) Marcus (laughs) is way better. Okay. All right. We talked about Garmin before. Damn. They were named after the two co-founders Gary Burrell and Min Kao. But they started in 1989 selling a $2,500 GPS device under a different name that combines two
0: words. What is that name? Oh Good my timing
3: God. on the music there. Thank you. Thank you. I just realized
0: how hard it is to think and talk at the same time. Now I know why you guys get so quiet. Okay. Two different words.
3: <sighs> I want the name of the company.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm writing it down. Should do a score oh, update.
1: Hold
3: on, I'll potentially give you a hint here in case I did that. <laughs> yeah, poorly. sure. It is the abbreviate the two the abbreviation of two words. It's not two full words. No, no, okay. no. I, I figured right. that.
0: Yeah, I got it. Okay. Pencils up. Pencils up. Stop cheating. Andrew was talking. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Okay. So
2: Concatenate
0: boys. There it is. What What'd we say? I wrote global mapping or GM. Damn. I put. Locu track, like location nice. <laughs>
2: tracking. What is
3: really it? <laughs> pro nav, pro nav. Oh dang, I've heard of that. That's what were the words? Uh, a pro professional, professional navigation. Or navigation. or navigator. Yeah, I guess.
0: damn. I tried to make it. That is frustrating to think of. <laughs> yeah, I
3: yeah. Kept mentioning the GPS device <laughs> to try and think of navigation. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Damn. Okay, that was a good one. Price is right? Rules.
1: My <laughs> turn. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, we're, we're only playing Delta.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, you oh we still have a
1: chance to get on the scoreboard. Yes. Okay. No worries. Jeez, this is the um, tough one, but this is a fun one. I think you. I think you have a chance at this one. So, on the subject of social media, Reddit data Reddit has eight hundred plus million monthly active users as of January twenty twenty three. Today, that doesn't even crack the top five social media websites by monthly active users. Name the top three. Uh,
2: oh, top three.
3: Oh, I top was, uh,
1: three. Do we have to name them I in order? I just want to say. Okay. Again,
3: Marquez is just naturally good at everything that we do, <laughs> and it's really <laughs> annoying sometimes. He has come into this producer role perfectly. While I'm just here slugging along, hoping to not get
0: drowned. Uh. Okay. Can we get one point per app? <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> wait.
1: Do they have oh, to? Wait,
0: do wait, they wait, have wait, to be wait. in order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Do they have to be in order? They do not have to be in order. They oh, do not sh- have to be in order. Okay. Oh. I only got two. Can okay. we get another
3: Yeah, extra points if they're in order.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. You already wrote three things?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: So I'll give you 1 point per correct answer. All right. And a fourth bonus point if you have them in order.
0: Ooh, that's 4 points. I can Top take the lead three. here. Top 3 you could. Okay.
1: Most used social ready. media apps. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my God. active users. All okay. right.
0: I'll
3: give you a fifth point if you name all
1: of them. All of the top five, all of top five. Wait, well, you asked for top five. <laughs> I asked for top three. Yeah, and yeah. one point for a correct answer.
3: Five, fifth point if you name all of them.
1: All of what? The... All every social media. <laughs> every <network>? social media. <laughs> all right. We good? Yeah, I think so. Say, all right,
0: flip them, flip them, and read them. Oh, all man. right. I wrote one Facebook, two WhatsApp, three Instagram.
2: Yeah. No.
1: In order? Very, very, very close. Oh. Oh, wow. But unfortunately, you named. Well, I'll let Ellis go first. Okay. I put one Facebook,
2: two WhatsApp, three TikTok. Damn. So here's the catch. Mm hmm. There's
1: a tie for third, and Adam, you named both of the ones in a tie for third. Oh, what's happening? So I'm going to give you credit for naming the top three, even though that was technically 3A and 3B. Okay. Wait,
2: what? He only named three apps. He named three.
1: Yeah, so, so I missed named, number two. You named number one, Facebook, mm-hmm. three billion monthly active users. Jeez. You named number three, WhatsApp, two okay. billion monthly active users, and you named number three, Instagram, <laughs> two uh, billion monthly active users. What's number two? What you both missed is YouTube.
2: Damn! Get out of here! That is you can't even send a DM on that website anymore. Oh no. No. Where's
1: TikTok? TikTok here, I'll pull up statista since I mean I feel like we all love the numbers of this. TikTok is right behind Instagram, 1.6. Oh,
2: so no, 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 not no, 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 Correct. Marquez, Marquez, Marquez. <laughs> how many? Marquez, 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 Marquez. How many followers? How many subscribers do you have on YouTube? Almost 19 million. Correct. How many? How much engagement do you get when you make a community post? Depends, but it's uh, about one uh, percent. Doesn't sound like a social media site to me. <laughs> how many? How many followers do
1: you have on Twitter? And how much engagement do you get when you post to
2: them? Uh, it depends on the post, but <laughs> I have I. Well, hold on. Let's let's go to my Twitter now. <laughs> because damn i've gone viral sure same
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that but was this, good that was
4: really good
1: fun like obviously facebook's huge youtube second whatsapp and instagram are both owned by meta as well then you have tiktok and then you have a bunch of messaging apps wechat facebook messenger telegram duyen is the one from china snapchat yeah. X is on there, QQ is on there, Pinterest is on there. Yeah,
0: I was a little nervous if we were gonna include messaging
1: apps on this list. So I'm glad that was a good call. If you go actually into YouTube analytics and you sort external video traffic by social media websites, often the number one driving external a website to an mkbhd video is people messaging each other on whatsapp interesting they send the video to awesome. each other and that gets tracked that's by YouTube, awesome.
0: which now has bulleted lists and numbered lists and, and formatted, text, yeah, formatted text yeah formatted text so there d- you go oh, man i don't
2: think youtube is a freaking i also social don't think media. i don't
3: think the like messaging apps feel like social media either but that's also a, true it's a weird kind living. of thing yeah. yeah also seeing twitter getting dumped on by snapchat is really funny to me for some yeah. reason
1: people still use snapchat people still yeah. use
3: twitter <laughs>
1: <laughs> i do
3: not as many no we i love twitter some the, still some of the twitter.
1: some of the ratios are crazy started we're diving off the deep end but like would you have thought like tiktok's huge right yeah would you have thought that i don't know telegram is half of the size of tiktok that seems no. gigantic
0: no but would i also thought, wouldn't consider it a social media app
1: would you have yeah. thought WhatsApp is 50% more people than
2: TikTok? Yes. that, that one checks out. To TikTok's me. global now. So is WhatsApp, isn't it? Well, TikTok's not in China. No, yeah it is. They it just is. have a different I version. See. No, it's called Douyin. Oh, it, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Douyin yeah, yeah, right. is separate and if yeah. I include yeah, they it, have a separate. If I include it,
1: it's number 2.
2: Right. But, but it's separate
1: from tiktok because tiktok proper is the one that's not in china
2: well and i think i think Doyen has lots of like rules and restrictions that are on tiktok yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well we learned something would you have thought that twitter <laughs> twitter which is very unpopular and less than snapchat is also a third of tiktok
0: damn really? Yeah. that's pretty huge i wouldn't have wow.
1: thought of that yeah would you have thought that pinterest is 75 percent of twitter
0: Oh, I'm sorry, what's Twitter? I, I would have assumed Pinterest <laughs> is bigger than Twitter. Yeah, that's what I would no. have said. too. I'm still... People love Pinterest, bro. Pinterest Name is crazy. Name a
1: single celebrity on Pinterest.
0: I'm not on Pinterest, so I can't. But I yeah, guarantee you, like, when if Paltrow has, like, play. a crazy pop in Pinterest or something like that.
3: <laughs> when, when Pinterest used to be big, I remember it just being the one social media site I could never understand. Yeah, I don't know why. And it wasn't from lack of trying. I tried... <laughs> On that website, a bunch of times, and I just don't know why I couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah. Well, I still can't believe that there are 800 million Redditors. Yeah. When they say Monthly Le, Le Reddit army They are not kidding <laughs>
1: yeah. And Reddit doesn't get listed As a social media site By Satista So wow. I can include that From Reddit's own numbers
2: Why is YouTube A social media site And Reddit I'm done I'm done Waveform yeah. is produced By Marquez Brownlee And, <laughs> and Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Manginelli. Great job guys <laughs> We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network And our intro outro music Is by Vane. So Thanks nice.